G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We've oh. got to get to our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic to write for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Now, this is a bloke that uh, M. McKeldon would know a lot about because you've probably been staring at the back of his Dodge Challenger in the Trans Am <laughs> in 2021. But please welcome to the driver's seat the one and only Nathan Hearn. That's exactly right. I doubt that he's seen the back of your car, Nathan. You're too far in front of him. Correct. I know. The only thing I see of Nathan usually is when he's running between the Trans Am and the S5000. I don't don't see him on circuit. Or when you drive out from the dummy grid (laughs) onto the track, you see him, and that's about it. Exactly right. Hey, Nathan, this is your your debut on the driver's seat. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, no. Good to be here, I guess. Um, yeah, I was, I was listening to you guys ever since Bathurst last year uh, when uh, old mate Matt McGeldon uh, had Motorsport Australia, a bit of a razzing about the super licence. So, um, yeah, ever since then, I've sort of been a bit of a fan of you guys. So it's uh, pretty cool to be on it. Well, mate, thank you for that. And, um, you know, we were we were genuine in what we said last year. We thought it was an absolute travesty that you weren't given a super licence and couldn't make your super your, your supercars debut. But, it, I mean, you're in an interesting situation now because... You've, you're moving from northern New South Wales um, to be basically full-time at Gary Rogers Motorsport down in Melbourne. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it's different. I'm actually, I'm parking a Shell Servo at Uroa, I think how you pronounce it. Um, right now, my daughter, still my daughter lives in Uroa. You can go and say g'day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still two hours away from, from where I'm living with Jimmy. So, um, yeah, still got a fair bit of a road trip to go. Been up since 4.30 this morning, uh, just pure driving. So it's... Um, Definitely going to be a bit of a, a, a shock to the system to um, come down here and, and live in cold for a little bit as well as work with GRM. But, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity I've got. Um, I've just got to take both hands and, and run with it. So, if you know, hopefully in, in two years' time, this, this, you know, three months can lead to something bigger. It's uh, good that you you stopped at the right servo there, mate. Anyway, so, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> filling up with a little bit of Shell V power, yeah, aren't we? There, exactly uh, right. <laughs> hey, hey, mate. Uh, obviously, um, Gary's pretty renowned for that sort, of, well, this sort of thing. You know, taking in some young guys. You're obviously you've been doing the uh, the Trans Am side of things and the S five thousand side of things with with GRM. Um, you know, Lee Holdsworth, Michael Caruso, a lot of these guys have. have Tanda, um, have Twice. been there uh, and and pretty much done what you're doing. So you know, give us a bit of a snapshot. You're going to obviously live down there, closer to the team. You're going to be going into the team every day to work, and then obviously you know on the weekends where you are racing, head off and 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 do the racing, the driver the driver side of things. Yeah, so pretty well. Um, before every race this year, I committed to at least doing one week in the workshop with GRM before every race. Um, just to sort of learn the cars a bit better and, and get my head around everything. But um, it's always been, obviously, a dream of mine to, to be involved in motorsport. And, and the, I still remember the first time walking into the Gary Rogers Motorsport Factory and just being absolutely blown away by it all. And, and I still get that feeling every time I walk in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, to be working there full-time is, is pretty cool. Uh, granted, I won't be driving every single day, but, um, I mean, working on the cars is still something cool. And, and all the boys there, it's just such a... You know, it's all like going back to school in a way. You know, you're, you're with all your mates and, and just having a bit of fun. So, um, but no, it's it's an awesome environment to be a part of. And, and I just, you know, the experience they have there is, is some money can't buy. And, and just to learn off of all these guys and, 
and try and scrape a bit of knowledge off of them. I mean, it's got to help me tenfold to a racing career. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm keen to get started. I'll start Friday, so got tomorrow to move in. Um, live with Jimmy Golding. Um, so, yeah, I'll be moving in tomorrow and um, start work Friday. And, and from there on, just full-time mechanic for GRM and, and obviously doing the racing on the side and weekends when I can. And so what's the plan, Nathan? Are, are you, you know, we've still got, I think, what, two rounds of the Trans Am Championship. S5000 is done and you've run both of those categories this year. What's the short to medium term plan for you at GRM? Not just swinging off a broom or, or picking up spanners for the boys, but, you know, Probably for a very driving. fast spare parts, picker yeah, up. Exactly. That's what happens at GRM. <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the medium to short term, short term to medium plan for you from a driving perspective? Um, I don't know, really. It, it's hard to plan in well, in this current day and age. Um, I always wanted to go to America, and, and we always sort of plan to go this year. Uh, we're going to go as a family holiday and, and see if I can get something over there uh, lined up. But obviously, COVID sort of put that uh, behind a little bit. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, I always had a dream of going to supercars. Obviously, last year, I, was, I nearly had that, that dream come true, but it didn't happen in the end. But um, I think the biggest thing... Uh, out of that whole thing that I learnt was, you know, Gary and Barry, they're not here to muck around and, and they've, they've really got their eye out for me, I guess you could say, and, and they're really going to look after me. And it, it was an eye-opener last year on, on how dedicated they were to actually getting me into the seat, even though it didn't end up happening. They they just worked and never gave up. So I realised then, and, and uh, obviously my dad, he's, he's been being pretty big with, with me and, and helping me with my career, but um, we both realised that, you know, they're, they're here to look after me and it's not just a... Um, you know, a one-year deal or something like that. It's it's they're here for the future, and um, I think as long as I'm tied up with them guys and and getting results and you know doing all the stuff I'm doing now, I, I should be in good stead to see where my career goes in the future. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm in a glorious position, really. I, I don't know of anyone else from from Lismore, from a small country town, who's really been picked by Gary and 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 gone through the GRM stead. So um, I just got to yeah take it with both hands and then run with the opportunity once I've got it, and you know. Pretend every day is my last, really, with them, and, and just try and make sure that I'm ticking all the boxes 24-7 and um, can try and make it as, as positive as possible. And moving on from that, obviously, talking about your future, what about uh, what you just alluded to us just before regarding overseas in America and that sort of thing? I mean, what's your what would be your goal for over there uh, and, and what sort of time frame are you looking at? You know, I mean, are you talking IndyCar like Scotty McLaughlin? Are you talking NASCAR like Marcus Ambrose? Um, you know, on, we know that he's been involved in the uh, Trans Am side of things, um, helping Owen Kelly. So is that someone there that you've had a chat to regarding all that sort of thing and, and uh, to give you a bit of an idea of what's involved? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my whole dream in life is to always go supercars racing. I always sort of, I think since a young age, Dad's well, Dad's always really been open to me about the finance of motorsport and, and how much everything's costing. Um, so with that in mind, I sort of wrote off going overseas um, and didn't really think it was possible and feasible to with, with the money we had behind us really to get over there. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've got all the connections there. So, I mean, I've felt fall in love with open wheelers ever since I drove the S5000. They're, they're a brutal for car. Um, so they they just awesome to drive and, and awesome fun and I've ever since Scotty McGrockland went over to America and racing IndyCar I've, I've I've watched every single one of his races and um, been enjoying that and it's sort of cool to think that you know he was only two blokes before me through GRM and and now he's over there in IndyCar and, and living it up so it's definitely been a motivator for me to think that I actually can go to America and this whole you know American fascination sort of come out of 
Um, you know, I, I originally wanted to go over there and race tier two over there. Um, but now I sort of, you know, might even look at the open wheeler pathway and, and, and see where that leads. But also having Owen Kelly and Marcus Ambrose there as well, I get on good with both of them. And, um, yeah, you know, they've, they've always been open with me saying if I ever want to go over there, talk to them and, and they'll help me out. So I've got enough connections, I guess, to, to go over there if I want to. For now, I really, you know, want to try and make it in Australia and, and do go through supercars and everything like that. Sort of do a Scotty McLaughlin yeah. and, and, you know, get over here and, and get some big results on the table here and, and then see where it takes me in the future. Do you, do you think, um, you know, we do want to, and Matt does, I know he wants to talk a little bit about supercars and, and what may lay ahead for you in the future, but do you think uh, with what Scotty Mack's done um, and now him literally going from supercars straight to IndyCar, do you think that's really opened the eyes of a lot of guys like yourself to say, you know, yeah, probably could have, could be done up up until now where Scotty's actually done it and now it's like, yeah, okay, we that's that's obviously an option for us. And, uh, you know, if we do our job right here, you know, we could be uh, lucky enough to get over there to uh, to head straight into IndyCar. Do you think that's really helped along, you know, a lot of young guys in the country with regard to their 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 vision of the future? Yeah, 100%. I mean, anytime someone really makes it, it's it sort of opens the door for everyone. And it's, um, yeah, Scotty, he's, he's been a, a sort of open on social media about the whole deal and, and sort of, uh, you know, hasn't closed off or, or gone a big head with it all. He's, he's sort of, um, you know, brought us all along with the ride so we can sort of see how he's adapting to it all and, and how he's finding it. So I guess that's been pretty cool. And, and yeah, 110% has definitely opened my eyes up to a future and where I think I can actually go overseas. Uh, before then, you know, I always thought that being a, a bloke from country town with, with not a massive amount of money in the motorsport terms, um, supercars was really the be-all and all. Um, but, you know, after seeing Scotty and, and what he's achieved, going over there in a short time, I wouldn't be surprised if the Americans over there start looking across the across the Pacific at, at Australia a little bit more and, and see, you know, a few young blokes over here who can, you know, hopefully one day wheel it over there. But um, I think the, the whole S5000 Trans Am and ARG deal is just is massive and it opens the pathway to everywhere you want to go. You know, if you want to go supercars, you've got Trans Am there to help you. S5000 also handles a lot like a supercar, it's more power. Um and then, yeah, if you want to go over to America, obviously you've got the S5000, which is pretty similar to an IndyCar, and NASCAR, which is pretty similar to a Trans Am as well. So I've sort of got, you know, four paths open for me at the moment. I've just got to sort of fight my time whilst I can and, and think about what's going to be the best uh, option for myself. Um, you know, I've, I've been pretty vocal in saying if I got paid to drive a Hyundai Excel and I could live off that and, and do that every weekend, I would. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really phase me on what car I'm driving as long as I can make a career. So I'm not going to isolate um, one goal and, and attack that at the moment. Um, I'm just going to sort of chip it off, weigh out the risk, risk versus reward and um, and see where that goes. But after these three months, I'm hoping to have a bit more of an idea of, of where I'm going to position myself to attack. Um, I still don't think I'm ready for an open-wheeler um, career yet uh, with S5000. I'm, I haven't been entirely happy with my performances so far this year. Um, but, you know, it's it's coming along slowly and, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to work harder at the open wheel side of racing and, and see because I feel like the tin top's definitely uh, something I can go to. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to be a jack of all trades, really, and um, and just open as many doors as I can. Um, Steve and Nimsy, what I love about this whole situation is that, you know, over the years I've been able to help a couple of drivers, you know, guys like Jesse Dixon and Jordan Cox and Scotty Andrews, who's overseas, Josh Burden, 
Cam Creek, those sorts of blokes. And I'm just a hack, right? I'm a nothing. What I love about what you're doing, Nathan, is you're going to a team that actively, either in the workshop or as a, on the driver roster, you have James Moffat, Caruso, Holdsworth, Ambrose, Gary Rogers, Barry Rogers, Owen Kelly. You are surrounded by a human asset pool there to give you direction, advice on what to do and what not to do, unlike I've seen a young driver have before. Normally, you go to a supercars team, you've got the owner, and you've got maybe two other drivers in the team. But that level of experience that you now have access to, and, you know, like Geordie Cox, he's there as well, and a few others. Dylan O'Keefe, too. Dylan O'Keefe. <clears throat> you must feel like you've been, like you're in a dream, because I, so I don't think any other kid that I've seen coming through has that kind of access to that kind of knowledge. Exactly. I mean... In a crude way of saying, I've been kissed in the ass by a fairy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> totally. It still make, yeah, it doesn't really make too much sense on how it all came about, really. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's. It, I'm I'm happy that I sort of recognise that. Um, I've I've been lucky with this opportunity I've gotten. Um, you know, there's there's only one Nathan Hurd I can think of right now who's driving for GRM, and and um, you know, I'm just fortunate enough to have all that experience around me, and and they're all there to help I guess you know there's, there's no hostility between us as, as drivers in the team uh, especially as young blokes you know like Jimmy's taken me in to live with him for, for the three months I'm down here and, and he's been big at helping me the S5000 Moff he's, he's sort of been a big brother to me and, and sitting me down and talking to me about everything um, Moff was actually one of the big uh, uh, reasons I actually done this move down to Melbourne um, I was always wanting to do it I uh, knew that you know, it, it meant a lot for Gary and Barry for the drivers to come down and, and work in the cars and, and learn it themselves. Um, and the whole reason I actually didn't do this earlier was sort of, you know, for the family. I, I didn't want to leave my family up at home and, and come down here. So um, I talked him off and he said, look, you got one opportunity. Either you take it or leave it. And, and you know, in two years' time, if you've made it or you haven't made it, um, what, what are you going to regret? If you stay at home or if you yep. come down to Melbourne? Yep. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree with him. I think that's... You get one chance at this, Nath, and you've got an absolute cracker. Now, the final question, because you're sitting in a, in a service station, we want to get you to Melbourne and get you moved into your new home. Everyone that works at Gary Rogers Motorsport has a nickname. What will yours be? I don't know yet. I'm actually I'm the rare one. I'm the odd dog without one. So um, I think once I do something stupid as an apprentice, so I'll get a nickname pretty quick. <laughs> There's odds on, mate, you're going to get one. There's odds on yeah. you'll get one. Yeah, probably. They'll probably send me with the parts list of some left-handed screwdrivers and stuff like that out to Buddy Bunning. So I don't know. I'll wait and see. <laughs> I, I just and just quickly, mate. I, very quickly, and only because Stevie J is almost too embarrassed to talk about it. And we're going to cover it off a little bit more. But on the weekend, you got to race in very close quarters to young Jet Johnson, who had his debut in TA2. You, you're extremely fast in that category. As Stevie J said, I never see anywhere near hide nor hair of you because you're always up the front. But for this kid to jump in at 16, having never having, having done only a little bit of testing, what did you see in him? He was, uh, for mine, he was pretty special, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't want to um, sound like I'm, I'm boosting his tyres too much just because Steve's in the podcast, but... <laughs> he sort of, you know, he he did surprise me a lot, uh, and I don't I don't mean that in any negative way at all. He was he was very good, and he had a wise head on him. Um, you know, there's a, a few times there, uh, turn three, he just it was so much deeper under brakes than me, and I was struggling to get the car pulled up, and he was just stronger than me, stronger than me. And, and there's a few times there he had a look, but he, he didn't commit. 
Um, but, you know, in, in fair respect to him, he, he also didn't make contact. And I talked to him after the race and, and you know, he was he was there with mutual respect that he didn't want to ding his car or anything like that. So for a 16-year-old to have that much, um, I guess, awareness to not ding his car and not ding my, my car as well uh, by throwing up the inside for for what technically was a state serious round, he's, he's definitely switched on. And um, I think, you know, with the the last name supporting him um, and, and all the work that he's put in. And he seems pretty humble as well for, for um, you know, for what he's achieved so far in his career. He's, um, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. And, and as I said before, I don't mean that just because Steve's in the, in the chat. <laughs> I, I just, so, uh, but no, he, 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 he drives, he drives pretty bloody good for, for a 16 year old. And, um, you know, it's, it, it was definitely actually a bit weird because before the race, I actually said to the boys working on the car, if I get beaten by a 16-year-old, I'll, I'll be red, <laughs> red in the face. Then. <laughs> I, was, I was sweating. I was nervous. But, no, See, yeah, that's good fun. That- yeah, that's the good thing about driving against Nathan. He's 18, right? So, and I'm 48. So I'm quite happy to be beaten by Nathan. I should be beaten by Nathan. That's the good thing. See, I've got nothing to lose. If I beat Nathan, I can actually go, mate. What are you doing? How can you? How can you let a 48 year old beat you? And then if I don't beat him, I go, oh, mate, well, you're 18. You should be beating yeah. me. So I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> I think I'll have to hang the helmet up if I see that Matt McKellen can't go up the inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Right, oh, he, he, he almost got one at Bathurst. He leaves <laughs> with a drive-by. We're, we're, we're going to change the name of this show to the Wednesday Roast. <laughs> Mate, when I grabbed both pedals at Bathurst, I almost went straight up the inside of you. I didn't mean to do it, but I almost got there. Uh, but... Sorry. I don't mean joke, mate. I don't mean joke. Uh, oh, but... I'm going to get you. If I get close enough, I'm going to get you. Oh, mate. Uh, watch out, Nate. There'll be a receipt at Morgan Park. But, um, no, mate, no, mate we, we appreciate you taking a bit of time. Uh, it's it's a bit of a – you've got a bit of a journey ahead of you. But, uh, mate, thanks so much for taking a bit of time to uh, – well, you've got a pretty – packed week as it is so uh, yeah. drive safe on that road to Melbourne mate and no doubt this won't be the first time uh, well this won't be the last time we chat you on the driver's seat we look forward to see what you do in the future awesome right, cheers homie guys thanks there, for that there you go Nathan Hearn joining us here on the driver's seat our feature interview thanks to Ryko Felt is the professional's choice want to witness the world's biggest football game head to iCanWin.com.au predict Australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's Maccas together and loving it TNC's apply